Welcome to this episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. What do we got today, Rick? We got our week two trade targets. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. What's poppin' my dogs, my dudes, my fam? up it's week two officially we did waiver wires yesterday for week two but week two is 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 officially on for the <laughs> this week i know week it's two. non-stop action from here on out yeah i'm like trying to keep up trying to keep up <laughs> it is hard to keep up who's on thursday night football this week I, it I is even... uh browns and Bengals. what the heck man so pretty disgusting but but you get to see joe burrow play that's and, true. And uh, fantasy wise, if you still have any trust in Odell and Nick Chubb, yeah, you, you get to watch them. A lack and of, Austin Hooper. Yeah, that's very true. I, I, I'm actually, I'm kind of pissed that I don't have, I, don't, I don't own anyone besides Kareem Hunt in this game, and I don't really care that he's not going to play like start of my lineup. So I'm just going to be sitting there rooting for he Kareem Hunt on my bench. He actually could against Cincinnati. Oh crap! Yeah. Don't don't say that stuff to me. <laughs> Make me overthink starting Miles Sanders. Oh no! Start Miles Sanders. Well, what if he? What if he is limited? Start Miles. Start Miles Sanders. <laughs> no, you're just confusing me. Uh, my name is Morgan Colby. I got Rick Lemon with me as always. Today we're going to talk about our week two trade target. So before we jump into that, be sure to check out our website, thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs, on Instagram at thefantasychampions. Like us at facebook.com forward slash thefantasychampions. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Stitcher, subscribe and leave a review. Um, it helps a lot for our channel. And then uh, share this podcast with your friends. Just DM it to them, send it to them. Talk to them about it over pizza, whatever you mm. want to do. Just, see, like this is see. Look, you're in line at exactly Starbucks. Why I'm winning and you're losing. You're you're in line at Starbucks and you see somebody trying to set their fantasy lineup and you're like, this guy's an idiot. He's gonna start Naheem Hines over Jonathan Taylor. And then you send them to our podcast. You say, man, this podcast would help you a lot. And then they listen and they're like, wow, Jonathan Taylor is the best running back in the NFL. <laughs> I think are they listening to our podcast or are they listening to you? I think they're just listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> although i do like john uh so just okay. share this podcast with your friends if you watch on youtube subscribe click the bell for notifications leave, like and leave a comment down below a guy that you're running after to try to help win your league your trade target um we have an ad from our sponsor make sure you download the app it's worth it uh let's jump into week two trade targets yes let's do it ba, 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 <laughs> nice intro or seg- segue that's that's how i do it um so our trade targets for week two it's it's kind of an interesting week i like what i like when we're in the regular season last week i had to think about our trade targets this week i just broke them down i was like <laughs> they instantly let's just, go just came to you literally went through every single team in our league and i was like these guys i want these guys i don't want let's go um so we'll start with the sell highs move into the buy lows and then um, and we'll go from there. We'll conclude the show and, and move in and out. Maybe pick a winner for t- uh, tomorrow's game. <laughs> okay. See what happens. Um, 
So we'll start with number one, Chris Carson. You had some interesting little stats for Chris Carson to start start this program before we hit record. I was very shocked to hear this, um, which is why he's on the sell list. So why don't you share, enlighten us with the statistics that you had, Rick? Yeah, it's funny because a lot of people are going to be like, why is Chris Carson on your list? He just had a monster week. Um, he did have a good week, but it wasn't really on the ground. He had six carries for 20, mm-hmm. 21 yards in week one, uh, rushing for 3.5 yards per carry. Yeah. If you compare that to Carlos Hyde, who I just had his numbers, but I just lost them. But he had seven carries, <laughs> um, which is one more than Mr. Chris Carson. Whoa. I think he had, I, <laughs> yeah, I know. Big whoa. <gasps> he had seven carries for 23 yards, 3.29 yards. It was like dry heaved a little. And he had a rushing touchdown. So. Carlos Hyde had more carries, even though it was only by one. So they pretty much just split. But he he split with Chris Carson. And the only reason Chris Carson went off is because he had six catches for 45 yards and two touchdowns, two receiving touchdowns. He is not going to get two receiving touchdowns at all, probably the rest of the season, Uh, maybe even the rest of his career. Uh, (laughs) He's going to get around. That's quite a prediction. (laughs) Next week, he gets two receiving touchdowns. I know, if he does that. Um, just forget everything I said, but I don't even think like Chris Carson has never really been a big receiving back anyway. Um, six catches on six targets is a lot. It's very efficient as well. He had a crazy efficient week next week, starting against new England. I do not see that happening. Um, he might, he'll, he'll get more carries, but it it just shows that Carlos Hyde is going to be heavily involved in the offense. Right. Um, I think Chris Carson will still get, he'll get more carries next week than Carlos Hyde. Um, I don't think that's going to happen in two weeks in a row, but it just shows that this is your chance to trade him while his value is probably going to be at its highest right now. Cause after the week he just yeah. had, you can easily trade him for a top running back that may be underperformed or a top wide receiver that's slightly underperformed mm-hmm. and you could get massive value for Chris Carson. Yeah. I, I freaking fully agree. You said um, it all. I, I think for, I think for Carson too, I mean, we obviously had him on our bus list, but you're also talking about he might for me like because next week I think he has an easier matchup. So Patriots. Oh, oh wow! See, I keep doing this where I I have information yeah, in my head and it's like, dude, I so screwed up right now. But anyway, n- never mind. <laughs> sell him this week. That that you know that furthers my point. Just sell him now. I thought he had a couple of weeks before you could just get rid of him. Nope. Sell him okay, now. Never mind. That's why he's our week two. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, right now he's coming off a massive performance. There wasn't a lot of there was opportunity there, but it wasn't the same Chris Carson opportunity that you would have thought. Like last year, he was getting 20 carries. Um, They let Russ they let Russ cook this week, finally. And um, he was fantastic. So I don't know that this rushing attack is going to be as prolific or as uh, frequented as it was in the past couple of years. But I think I think if they continue to do the Carlos Hyde Chris Carson split like they did, you know, when Penny gets back, it's going to get even worse. And and this is going to be bad for Chris Carson. I think it's kind of a similar situation to Aaron Jones of last year, except with less opportunity um, in terms of like Chris Carson's going to be they're going to get in the red zone a lot. And Chris Carson's going to be the guy that gets him the ball in the red zone realistically. So I think he's going to have touchdown opportunity a lot of it. Um, in, in Seattle, but at the same time, I think these 20 plus fantasy point weeks are going to be few and far between, and he's going to have a lot tougher time getting to that point. Like next week, if he gets four targets and seven rushing attempts, 
I mean, he's going to get like, right. It's like, it's like 11 total touches in the game, which is horrible. That's bad. So sell him now while the numbers look good and you can treat him as an RB one. And then, you know, uh, as it, you know, whatever your team needs are, just sell them and get something better, something more efficient, something that is going to get more opportunity. Um, whenever I have a running back that doesn't get a whole ton of opportunity that does really well, you sell them to the Seattle Seahawks fan or the Cleveland Browns fan. Yep. So I would, I would, I would sell Chris Carson ASAP. Uh, number two on this list is Sammy Watkins. He went out, excuse me. He went out on Sunday night football and had, I mean, Thursday night football and had quite a game um, in his first game back. I think he got injured at some point last season. Um, according to PFF, he got some pretty high grades for that game too um, in their player grading system. So seven receptions, 82 yards, one touchdown, 11 yards per reception. He was very efficient in this game. Very good. Obviously, if you're in the Chiefs offense and you have a good game, it's because you're being efficient. It's pretty much every time yeah usually so for him the reason why i would sell high is we do this all the time with sammy watkins and he has really good games and he obviously is is one of he he mahomes loves targeting him in in the slot like he absolutely loves it and we've seen it before problem is he can't stay on the field so i think right now there are going to be people who want to run out there and buy sammy watkins um i think he i think he's a I mean, he's not a bad player to keep on your team, especially if he stays healthy, but I feel like sure. you can just get something more in return for him. Whether you, you know, do a two for one and try to get somebody else to trade you as much talent as humanly possible, part of a package, part of a package deal. Um, but just, but you know, if you're on sleeper, just add him to the trade block and see what, see what people want for him, you know, yeah, and, and, and just try to make a trade. But I think, I think for him, he just, the it, health, it, the in, uh, what am I trying to say? The health is the biggest concern for him. Wow, it was it so hard to find um, that word. Health. But you want to know last year what he did? What? So in week one last year, he had 40, uh, 42.3 fantasy points. Everybody was going crazy about it. If you remember, um, even in our home league, like we were mm-hmm. all talking about, wow, like it's gonna be Like everybody was trying to pick him up. Yeah. And then I think someone in our home league started him like every week mm-hmm. after that for the rest of the season just because he had that one monster week where he scored 40 fantasy points in week one 42 fantasy points you want, you want to know what he did after that game what's that half ppr hello what is it say that again rick yeah you call oh, my internet my internet is crapping the bed okay <laughs> <laughs> he had um <laughs> He had 40 points in week one. After that, he had seven, eight, four, zero. Missed two games because of an injury. Yeah. And seven, nine, seven, three, zero, seven, eight, three, one. Did not have double digit fantasy points the rest of the season. Wow. Um, Sammy Watkins is like, he always has like the big game or two, um, but he's absolutely worth selling right now because. He's gonna he's gonna have like three or four weeks in a row where yeah. he's just gonna completely crap the bed. I mean, last I don't know if he's gonna do what he did last year, where he had one good week and then like thirteen bad ones. Um, but mm-hmm. you know, he's historically has always been an inconsistent player anyway. So right. you want to sell him, especially in redraft, at his highest point right now, even in dynasty too. 
but especially in redraft, you want to sell him at his highest point, which is right now. Agreed. Um, and our final sell high player of the week, another wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. I did not. I'll tell you right now. I did not expect him to come in and do as well as he did with the Panthers. I was a little bit shocked. He scored two touchdowns in this game. Um, two touchdowns that I wish. Uh, I'm sorry. He scored one touchdown in this game. One touchdown that I wish DJ Moore scored. But um, it, it was kind of a tough game for Moore. But where he lacked, you saw Robbie Anderson succeed. Six targets. I mean, uh, six receptions. 115 yards and a touchdown 19.2 yards per reception. Um, so he was very, very good against the Raiders in this game. Um, oh. And he obviously had some kind of like connection with Teddy Bridgewater. Um, but I think the efficiency can't really, I mean, it could continue as the whole season went along. We see AJ Brown, you know, 20 yeah. yards per reception. Like it can happen. I just don't think with Teddy Bridgewater in this offense, it can continue. So, I think that'll probably come down to 14 or 15, but um, what do you have? Seven targets, eight targets. He had uh, eight targets. Yeah. So I don't know that the target share is going to continue to be there for him. And I don't know that the efficiency is going to be continue to be there for him. Obviously six receptions for 115 yards. I mean that in and of itself gets you 15 fantasy points. So it's like, right. it's, it's a pretty good week for him in terms of, you know what he did, but I just don't know. Like I could see him more in the target range of six targets a game with four receptions, five receptions and that, you know, average yards per uh, catch or whatever you want to call it um, comes down to like 14. And if that's the case, I mean, he's going to be a guy that maybe is a relatively good flex option on weeks where you have him, you know, um, against a good matchup. But at this point, like, this is where you look at this guy and teams look at him and say, because right now he's a borderline owned player and a borderline waiver wire guy. I did not include him on our waiver wire show because mm. we were going to talk about him on this show and how we want to sell him. So yeah. I think for me, like if you own him in a league, if somebody in your league owns them, I would leave him alone. Don't go try to buy him. And I would try to sell him right now at his highest point because um, somebody's going to be willing to pay. Somebody's going to be like, wow, For this sure. Robbie Anderson guy was really good. There's no receivers in, you know, in um, uh, Carolina. So, Carolina, you know, yeah. it's time to sell. Um, yeah, if he's available in your league, though, you should definitely pick him up. Pick um, him up and then sell him. <laughs> yeah, I hate teams do like, that, as you said, I'm not sure the target share is going to be there every week with the eight targets. Um, you know, they were in a game situation where they were, it was a mm -hmm. back and forth high scoring game. Um, lots of passing plays. Right. He also, most of his fantasy points came from one play, which was a 75 yard touchdown, which, you know, is going to happen with Robbie Anderson. He's a big play type player, right. but you just can't rely on that week in and week out. Um, do think he's worth a roster spot, which I would not have said like last week, because I think he mm. might take over Curtis Samuel's job as that number two receiver. It feels like, but he's kind of mm. got Teddy Bridgewater's trust a little bit more, but definitely worth the sell. For especially anybody who likes Robbie Anderson or likes the Panthers or yeah. just saw that week and was like, holy cow, 22 fantasy points. Right. Um, and they, they already know of the name as well. Um, he's similar to Sammy Watkins where you can just put him in a package and deal him. Agreed. Let's move on to the buy lows. Now, uh, Will Fuller is on this list, but he's not really a buy low because he had a ridiculously good week. I just want to buy him. <laughs> so, well, no judging. He, so he did have um, a very good week, but he I don't think he scored a touchdown. So, if, you, if somebody just looks at the fantasy points, they're going to be like, well, he was decent, but he wasn't like anything crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but for, for everybody else who 
Uh, We're already here. Let's it, talk about him. Yeah, let's just, yeah. Um, for anybody else who was paying attention, he had 10 targets, eight receptions, 112 y- for 112 yards. Um, How many I targets? Believe, uh, what were you going to say? How many targets? Uh, he had 10. Wow. Um, he had... Uh, yes, please. He was out on the field for 86% of the offensive snaps. Yeah. He had a 33% target share, which was the most on the team by far. Um, he seems to be the guy, if he's healthy, he's going to be the guy that takes the DeAndre Hopkins role yeah. um, this season. So he's definitely somebody who, if you can get him at the value that he was drafted at, um, that is somebody you, you're going to want to buy. Um you don't want to sell the house for him though, because of mm-hmm. his injury concerns. But if he's healthy, he's going to be a solid wide receiver too. I think too, when you talk about Fuller, like I wasn't the biggest Fuller fan and I wasn't really buying and we didn't really talk about him too much this off season. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think for Will Fuller, it was kind of like tougher, I guess for me to like jump on the train. Yeah. Um, because I really like for me, like I wasn't selling Brent, Brandon cooks and I wasn't like, I was kind of holding on him and I'm like, what, what is he going to be? You know, is he going to be good? I know we had discussions about it. He obviously was not good against Kansas city and they don't know how to use him. And Bill O'Brien's a complete friggin' idiot. He should be fired after this year, to be honest with you, both jobs. They should just restart. Especially GM. Yeah. I'm um, like, uh, they need to hire a GM now. And like, he's, right. he's done a horrible job. Um, so I, but I think for, for me, when you, when you talk about Will Fuller, I mean, the 10 targets was big. And like you said, the Deandre Hopkins role is there for him. And if he comes out this year, you know, and he continues to put up that target share every single game and, and, and Watson continues to get him the ball and he stays healthy. That's the biggest reason why I kind of fade Phil Fuller all the time because he gets hurt every five minutes. If he stays healthy the whole season and he's yeah. getting eight to 10 targets a game, I mean, the guy's going to hit 140, 150 targets and I want that on my team. So, and especially yeah. if they, you know, Watson's a good quarterback, so eventually they'll figure it out offensively and they'll start to get better. I think that's a good thing for Will Fuller. I think this team is going to continue to feed him the ball. And I think it's, it's definitely worth a buy. Um, and you might still be able to, uh, the reason why I might say buy low is because it's not really a situation where, you know what I mean? He, no one really is looking at him yet. Like you said, he didn't score that many fantasy points and no one's really looking at him yet as mm-hmm. a, potential breakout kind of wide receiver this year uh, based on his first game. And so if a team owns him and they're an unsuspecting, I don't look at target share owner, then <laughs> you can't Which, kill him a on the tree. Especially the casual, casual yeah. players. Right. So I would buy Will Fuller. Um, the next guy on our list is David Mopportunity, according to the fantasy footballers from last year. Uh, but David Montgomery. And um, I, I put him on this list, force fed him to you, Rick, with a silver yeah. spoon because I love David Montgomery. Who, Did who you watch him? That you love David Montgomery. Did you watch him in this game? Uh, so I did, and I actually do think he was he's pretty solid. Um, like when he was he, running, he was. I saw some of the because um, I wasn't able to watch the full game yet, but um, I saw some of the highlight clips of him in the game, and my goodness, he was. Um, pretty destructive looked, for having a hand about groin injury two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, he, he looked really good. Um, the only problem was he, the game script didn't really allow him for him to 
get right, a ton right. of carries. He only had 13 carries for 64 yards, mm. which is solid. It's about five yards a carry. Right. Um, but again, the regular fantasy owner is going to look at Dave Montgomery, who they probably didn't really like in the first place because nobody other than you really loves David Montgomery. Um, and they were kind of just forced to draft him as like their RB2. Wow, bro. They're going to look at it and say, well, he got seven fantasy points this week. Like, I don't really... Like they're they're losing attachment on this guy a lot, and you can get him at a pretty cheap value for somebody yeah. who's gonna be a workhorse, honestly, in this backfield, mm-hmm. um, and and situ- in games that they're in the lead, um, and he's definitely I, I do agree with you. I do think he's worth a buy, um, considering the situation that he's in. And he look like you said, he looked very good in week one. So he looked I'm interested to see significantly how better than he was last year last year he just looked like hot garbage and and that team didn't know how to use him and they didn't really know what was going on and yesterday or sunday i should say um was a lot better um he looked a lot more efficient a lot better than he usually i think he had five yards of carry or something like that yeah and he just looked really good and it was very very impressive so I think, you know, obviously, like you said, he only had 13 carries. I think he had one target. I don't know that he caught it. He had three, he had three targets. Oh, three targets, one, one reception. Yeah. yeah. So he's going to get targeted for roughly three to four times a game. Um, and if he does catch it on good weeks, I think, you know, he'll have a little bit of a floor when it comes to receptions. I think he'll only catch like maybe 30 passes this year at, at most. Um, yeah. he's not a sexy play because the bears offense is not going to be a sexy offense. So no, he's a solid um, RB two. He's a solid RB two. Yeah. I mean, he could even finish high end RB two. He reminds me a lot of like Mark Ingram. He reminds me also a lot of, um, Frank Gore. So I think, Oh, yeah. a young Frank Gore, not, not Frank Gore now, but, um, but I think David Montgomery fits into that mold and I think he's a mid to high end RB two. And I think, you know, you can get him low right now. Pretty much cheap, you know, as cheap as you possibly can think. Um, yeah. Because he only had seven fantasy points this week. So people are probably looking at him going, oh, this is the same old David Montgomery that we got last year. Here we go. But the efficiency metrics don't show that. They were just in, in a in a bad game script and they weren't able to get him the, the ball as much as they wanted to. Um, so I would buy David Montgomery right now. Um, let's talk about the yes. final. What did you say? I was just going to quickly say he also has a very easy schedule the next few weeks. So if you're going to pick, if you're going to try to buy, oh, him, he has one of the easiest yeah. schedules on the season again. Yeah, I think it's just the division, to be honest with you. And Minnesota's yeah, not is. hard anymore either. So Minnesota right. gave up 158 yard uh, fantasy points to uh, running backs last week. <clears throat> so or last I, week, what did you say? Last year? Did you mean last year? 158 yards. Did I oh, say oh, fantasy, I points? fantasy points? I might have said fantasy points. I'm sorry. 158 yards to the running okay. back position yet last week. Uh, so, yeah, he's going to like I, I, well, the Chicago doesn't play Minnesota next week, do they? No, no, they play the Giants. OK, yeah, that's easy money. Um, so the final guy we have on this list to complete the trade targets for week two is uh, Michael Thomas. Now, mm-hmm. this is a really I, I it's hard to put a buy low who is going to cost so much like value in yeah. order to get him because the team ain't going to sell him for a can of, you know, a can of baloney. <clears throat> right. But Michael Thomas is definitely a buy low and he had I think it was three targets this week and he had three and a half fantasy points. Um, he did not get much opportunity he's currently injured so nothing's really lining up for michael thomas and i feel like 
This, if there's any, I hate to put guys who are like high end players on a list for a buy low. If there's any point this year where Michael Thomas is going to be viable, it's right now. We said this last year, Devonte Adams, what did he go out week, yeah. week one and he pooped himself. And then we told you to trade him. Obviously he ended up getting hurt, but he was still the same old yeah. Devonte Adams when, when he, he was, was on the field. He was good. So Michael Thomas, I think this week one performance really doesn't indicate anything other than it just didn't. Like, it was a weird game yeah, one for both the Bucks and the Saints and nothing was working offensively for either side. To be honest with you, it looked like there was a lot of scoring in the game, but it was pretty gross to watch <laughs> until they figured it, it was, out. Yeah. Um, freaking both running backs on the Saints were running for like two yards of carry. But Saints also got a defensive touchdown. So Yeah, that's true. But anyway, so Michael Thomas, I think, is definitely a buy. This is the lowest you're going to be able to get him. And exactly. I think you can go to that person and be like, you know, there's definitely people in your league that'll panic. And if the if the guy on your team is a panicking I'm going to sell the Michael Thomas guy, then I would go take advantage of that and buy Michael Thomas because you might be able to get him cheaper than you ever would have normally. Right. Yeah. I mean, you pretty much said everything I wanted to say about Michael Thomas. It's, it's kind of tough to have a guy who's this high of a value on a buy low list. But again, like you said, this is the lowest it's going to be probably yeah. all season. Agreed. So if you're going to make, if you're going to, if you want to make a big splash and you want to get him, mm-hmm. now's the time to do it. Uh, his value is pretty low right now considering what it should be mm-hmm. um and you might be able to get him if a team's frustrated that had a bad week one yeah yeah definitely um i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get him our league man the guy that owns him is like it's not gonna happen. oh yeah our league i don't know i wish but it really isn't gonna happen um but those are our week to sell high buy low candidates who you got for the game tomorrow this uh, trash game. Horrible. Disgusting. You, are you going to go with Joe Burrow and the Bengals? I'm going to go with Joe Burrow and the Bengals. <laughs> let's do it. Why not? I'll put bets on it. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> He's like, I'll take the Browns I'll, all day. I'll, I'll take the Browns, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's going to be interesting. But I, I was, uh, how many over, under, on turnovers? Five. Uh... It's like right on five. I'll say under. <laughs> Don't forget Point. to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and we will talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Later. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube, and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. <laughs>